You are listening Ukraine 242. We bring you interview subjects from all walks of life in wartime in Ukraine. Thanks to all our listeners around the world. Here is your host and Livin. Welcome to Ukraine 242. I'm your host, Anne Levine, reporting for Pacifica Network from WOMR. It is a week before Ukraine's Independence Day on August 24th, and nearly six months since my first interview with Bogdan Bolkovetsky, the general manager of Kraina FM, the singular all-Ukrainian radio network in the Ukraine. Ukraine 242 was born out of that interview in which Bogdan described his flight from Kyiv with his family when bombs started falling on February 24th. Once in hiding at a makeshift studio in the Carpathians, Bogdan and the Krena FM programming director, Roman Davidov, rebranded as Radio National Resistance, went back online. They have used their airwaves to help coordinate supply drops for civilians and soldiers of medical equipments, laptops, and so on. They offer children's programming designed to help children with loss and trauma. They play only Ukrainian music and do frequent news breaks with war updates. I asked Bogdan for an update on Kraina FM. Bogdan Bolkovetsky, welcome to Ukraine 242. Thanks for having me. It has been nearly six months since Ukraine was invaded, and Kraina FM went underground to emerge as radio national resistance. What is Kraina FM doing now? What Kraina FM is doing now is exactly what Kraina FM was doing six months ago or a year ago. It's broadcasting. It's a radio. <laughs> it's broadcasting. We're not broadcasting in uh, cities which are under occupation right now, but in most cities we continue broadcast. How is your project to get an ambulance for FVSH coming along? We had this idea from the very beginning because it was like the most needed necessity at the moment. And we were trying to get an ambulance, but then we couldn't find an ambulance, actually. We couldn't find an ambulance because they were in high demand around Ukraine and everywhere. So while we were collecting donations, we changed the priority and we bought the equipment, very valuable equipment for first Ukrainian hospital. And that's how we went from ambulance to medical equipment, basically. And it happened thanks to you and your listeners who donated money. What is your focus on now? Right now, we are looking at medical equipment again. As soon as we collect the same amount of money we collected previously, we'll contact that hospital again and buy more equipment for them. It's going to be equipment. It's needed, and there are a lot of volunteers and a lot of organizations right now who are looking for ambulances and supplying the army and the local uh, defensive units with the ambulances. So this is already covered by other volunteers. What is in need is medical equipment. 
because Ukraine does not produce almost any medical equipment. It has to be taken in from abroad, imported. So what you're looking for is hardware? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We are looking for hardware for surgery rooms, for surgeons. That's in high demand, and unfortunately, it's going to be like this. For a long time, it's going to be like this. Is Kraina FM still underground? Uh, uh, everyone is literally underground because we still have these air raid alerts several times per day. And it's extremely hard to operate efficiently right now because some people cannot go to the office to work from office. But even if they do and you hear that that's an air alert, you just have to evacuate immediately to a nearest shelter. So we just underground. If the question is, are we back to normal schedule, we all go to the office and we broadcast from the studio, the answer is no. The answer is no. So we are scattered around the country and we work from different places. And occasionally, I mean, occasionally someone goes to the office just to check if everything is fine. Are pipes fine? Is electricity working to, to water flowers, whatsoever? I mean, things like that, it's usual normal things. But it's not a normal operation anyway. No. How have you changed personally since the beginning of the war? Oh, you change very fast. I mean, you change in like first 15 seconds. You are taking your kid to a basement. And you just take your kid to a basement and you come out the other person. Absolutely. It takes like, yes, I was thinking about it because someone else asked me about this. And yeah, when, when have you changed, sort of? Like, when did you realize, have you realized that you are a changed man? <laughs> and it's like 15 seconds, literally. I was taking my son to the basement and I got out of the basement and I was totally other person. Can you describe more who this person is, who you feel like you are now? Ooh, uh, you understand that your life will never be the same, even if it ends in an hour or half an hour. Life would never be the same. You will never be the same. All of a sudden, you understand that you feel hatred to human beings. All of a sudden. I mean, usually you don't hate people. You might have an argument with someone, with your neighbor or, you know, with the, with the guy who parked in their own way in the shopping mall or something like that, like uh, common anger at most. But you go out with the hatred. You want them to disappear. You want them to disappear and you want to do anything you could do to make it happen. That, that's very simple. It's like click and that's it. Like update of system. Like on a software, like an app, like we are talking via WhatsApp right now. It just gets installed. And it's the same. Like I was updating before our call. I decided to check out my WhatsApp updated. It wasn't. And it takes like 15 seconds, literally, to update WhatsApp. And that's the new version. That's where the reference come from. No, you're, you're not so kind anymore. And I used to read a lot. And I had inner feeling that I like to read something. Not anymore. Not anymore. That's uh, my personal experience. I don't want to read anything. I don't want to watch anything at all. I'm not interested in soccer anymore because it's so unimportant, so insignificant. It's so 
senseless or it makes no sense anymore. I mean, all these books about evil, about bad and good. No, real life is totally different. And when you face evil, you just have to react and make this evil disappear in any possible way. And that's it. It consumes all your energy, literally all your energy. And you're just thinking about how to make it disappear or how to help someone because everyone is in need. Everyone. And it's just the, the beginning. I mean, this need, it will grow and grow and grow because the economy is going down, of course. <laughs> Inflation goes up, of course. So you just live in survival mode. And there is no room for your old habits. No. That's how it worked for me. So there's no more reading, at least right now, because you're too absorbed by the other things. Pointless. It became pointless. Why would I read something about war when I live in war? Why would I read about love and hate when I live in love and hate? Why would I read something about, I don't know, soccer it has no meaning here, has no application to the current situation whatsoever. I mean, it just became absolutely useless because you don't have to read to survive. To survive, you have to fight, you have to help who is around you, and that's it. And actually, right now, we are fighting for survival. Do you think this is the case for everyone now, say, in your same demographic? I know you're an individual, but taking a guest as a Ukrainian middle-aged man. Oh, listen, it's uh, the case for everyone, not only in my demographic, just for everyone. Because, like, I had a call from my friend in school. I haven't talked to him for about 15 years. And I had a call from him, and he just said, listen, can you do this, this, this for me? And said, yes, sure, I can do this, this, but I cannot do that. You just cut it to basics. What's needed, when it's needed, and can you be of any use? Exactly. You don't do small talk anymore. And you are happy with this. Because if you are of not any use, just don't consume uh, other person's time. I mean, it's like a dream conversation for artificial intelligence. We are very, very efficient in conversation right now. It's either zero or one. It's either yes or no. <laughs> yes, I can do it. Or no, I cannot do it. Okay, bye. That's the end of story. So the need to communicate about day-to-day life or say something you're sentimental about that happened in the past, that's over. Yes, absolutely. That, that's over. But the same for everyone. Support the ones you know how to help the army, and that's it. You are listening to Ukraine 242. I am Anne Levine, reporting from WOMR for Pacifica Network. We are hearing from Bogdan Bolkovetsky, the general manager of Kraina FM, a 24-station radio network in Ukraine, which was rebranded as Radio National Resistance when Russia attacked on February 24th of this year. Thank you for tuning in. Back to my conversation with Bogdan Bolkovetsky. Bogdan, any guesses about the likelihood of nuclear war, whether it's 
by bombing the reactors or just bombing? Yes, I can elaborate on that. Please do. So, like everyone, I became much more sophisticated about nukes compared to me like six months ago. All nukes are largely divided into two categories. It's either strategical or tactical. Strategical is the huge one which we see in movies, these mushrooms and everything, and that's end of story for everyone. But tactical are smaller, and tactical might be employed via regular ammunition for artillery. I think that this crazy Putin, this crazy Russian Tsar, actually, might use tactical because they will be losing. They have no gains, no gains. And he somehow would like to stop Ukrainians from advancing and taking our territories back. And at some point, they will use tactical somewhere. I don't think it would be in heavily populated cities. It would be somewhere like on a plane where not so many people. That's my thinking. That's just my thinking. Because Russians, they have military doctrine. And you know how they name their tactical nukes there? They call them pacifying weapons. <laughs> yes, yes, check it out. They name it pacifying weapon. So the other side should come back to the senses and stop attacking them immediately. So just think of that. Nukes being named as pacifying weapons. It's just unbelievable. I wish we all had been reading their doctrines eight years ago, before they invaded Crimea, or right after they had invaded Crimea and Donbass. That's just absolutely unhuman. And that's the fact. That's just the fact. They will use anything they want because they are cut off from the other world. They're totally shunned and it will just get more intense and... They wanted either it's our way or highway. And some nations tolerate it, to my absolutely non-understanding why. They say, oh, Russians had their rights. They were threatened. By whom? By Ukraine? You get threatened by Ukraine? Ukraine was a peaceful country. Absolutely peaceful. We have one-third of the black soil on all Earth. And we are mostly gatherers and harvesters. We produce grains. <laughs> and if you are scared of Ukraine and you decide to invade it, man, you're, you are really weak because you are attacking your weakest neighbor. You are weak and crazy because you kill children, you kill women, you kill old people, you destroy everything. You are just absolutely crazy. You need to be shut down. You need to be stopped and never come to existence in the first place. And just imagine what happens if, if they don't stop in Ukraine. Just imagine Ukraine just caved in, like they planned we will conquer Ukraine, like in three days. Just imagine that happened. What would it mean? It would mean that all the European Union would be having this war right now, right now. And probably we would not have this conversation at all. Because at this stage, I mean like six months in the war, Yugs would have been deployed from every side. That's how crazy this is. I mean, that's why it needs to be put down to its place in a faraway place of your house somewhere. You can edit this 
out, I assume. If you want to, but I am uh, being frank and candid with you. And you decide what you want for your program, what you don't want. There's no problem with frankness. Okay. That's the danger to anyone who is surrounding them. And not only to them, to, to you that's a danger. To Great Britain, it's a danger. For everyone. There is an old dictator, a 70-year-old guy, who lives in his own bubble, who is proud that he is not using a mobile phone. He's proud of that. No, never used it. I don't need to. My aides give me all the information. And there is a small circle. And they're telling them, you know, Ukraine is threatening you. And they don't fact check it on Google because he doesn't know what Google is. He's not using it. Unbelievable. It's a danger. It's not only Ukrainian war. Ukraine is the first victim of this war. The first victim. It's not Russian-Ukrainian war. It's Russia against civilization. And I assume and I hope that Russia will fail miserably. Otherwise, it makes the whole civilization pointless. Russian economy is about 2% of the overall economy of the entire world. Just 2%. All they have, they have some nukes. And the rest of the world is said, okay, they have nukes, we don't want to intervene. No, that's the wrong approach. They will go further. It might be you in a month. Thank you so much for speaking to me again. Goodbye, Bogdan, general manager of Crane FM. Crane FM is a Ukrainian radio network in which serves all of Ukraine. It was originally broadcasting from 26 stations and is still going strong, except in four occupied territories where the Russians took stations offline. In 2015, Bolkovetsky became the general manager and gave the network a new mandate. They would only broadcast in the Ukrainian language, play only music in the Ukrainian language. All of their news breaks, commercials, and interviews are in Ukrainian, whereas the majority of Ukrainian radio and television outlets sprinkle their programming with Russian, English, French, and German. When the war started, one of the first targets the Russians bombed was the broadcast tower in Kyiv, the largest such structure in Europe. This made broadcasting from the Kraina FM studios impossible on two fronts. One was the damaged tower, and the other was, and still is, the fact that Bogdan, his staff, and all Ukrainian media personnel became targets of the Russians who attempted to shut down Ukraine news and information outlets. Bolkovetsky and his programming director, Roman Davidov, got their wives and small children out of the country and with one microphone and a laptop, set up a makeshift studio in the Carpathian Mountains to keep the network on the air. At the behest of the army, they began using their airwaves to assist civilians and military personnel. It was then that I read about them and was ultimately able to get in touch with Bogdan. We did our first interview in March, which you can listen to at Ukraine242.com. It has now been nearly six months since that interview and the initial adrenaline and buoyancy of the Kraina FM staff when they first closed ranks to fight the Russians has been replaced with exhaustion 
and rage, which is the ultimate takeaway from this interview. Hello, this is Volodymyr Anfimov from Kyiv, and now you're listening Ukraine Under Siege. U.S. Undersecretary of Defense for Policy Colin Kahl said on Monday that Russia has lost about 70,000 to 80,000 military killed and wounded in the war against Ukraine. Now we're talking about killed in action and wounded in action together. This number may be a little lower or a little higher, but I think that the order of numbers is something like this, Kahl said at a briefing. Ukrainian fighting spirit and will to fight is undeniable and I think much higher than the average Russian will to fight, so I think that gives Ukrainians a significant advantage," he added. 
In mid-July, an assessment of the British military became known, according to which Russia had lost more than 30% of the offensive potential of ground forces. That's 50,000 Russian soldiers killed or wounded in the war, minus almost 1,700 Russian tanks and almost 4,000 armed V fighting vehicles. According to the General Staff of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, the total losses of Russian troops in Ukraine as of Monday are about 42,500 servicemen. The Kremlin is preparing referenda in the south of Ukraine. The day before, such training was announced in Melitopol, which has become one of the centers of collaborators in the occupied Zaporizhia region. According to the real mayor of the city, Ivan Fyodorov, the invaders brought about 700 extras to Melitopol. Thus, they created a picture for the Russian media. The invaders failed to gather their supporters among the local population. Residents of occupied Kherson are trying to bribe the they offer 500 US dollars per vote on a pseudo vote. The day before, Volodymyr Zelensky said that pseudo-referendums would close any possibility of negotiations with Ukraine for Russia. And now Vladimir Putin is pretending that it's not Russia that is going to hold so-called referendums, but the local population. On August 8, Russia notified the United States that it was temporarily waiving inspections of its nuclear weapons under the Bilateral Strategic Nuclear Reduction Treaty. Literally, in the statement of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, statements of the Russian Foreign Ministry on the situation with the Treaty on Measures for the Further Reduction and Limitation of Strategic Offensive Arms start. The bilateral agreement between Russia and the United States on the mutual reduction of deployed strategic nuclear arsenals provided for the reduction of deployed nuclear warheads for each of the parties. It has been operating since 1991. On January 29, 2021, Russia Russian President Vladimir Putin once again extended the agreement until February 5, 2026. The US Department of Defense on Monday announced the allocation of another 1 billion US dollars military aid package to Ukraine. The new package of military assistance to Ukraine covers additional ammunition for high-mobility rockets and artillery systems HIMARS, 75,000 shells for 155mm artillery, 20-120mm mortar systems and 2,000 shells up to 120mm mortars, munitions for national advanced Air Defense Systems NASAMS, 1,000 javelins and hundreds of 84 anti-tank systems, 50 infantry fighting vehicles, claymore and personal ammunition, C4 explosives, explosive ammunition and explosive equipment, medical supplies such as first aid kits, dressings, monitors and other equipment. In total, during the Joe Biden administration, the United States provided Ukraine with about 9.8 billion US dollars in military aid. At least 17.7 million Ukrainians will need protection and assistance in the coming months. This is stated in the UN statement. It is noted that the new data is 2 million more than predicted in April. According to the UN Humanitarian Aid Coordinator for Ukraine, Dennis Brown, the situation will worsen with the onset of winter. After all, more people are likely to leave regions where there will be no access to gas fuel or electricity for home heating. The UN has increased its request for assistance to Ukraine from 2.25 billion US dollars to 4.3 billion US dollars to continue providing critical assistance and protection to people in Ukraine until December 2022. 
the destruction of tens of thousands of homes, lack of access to fuel, gas or electricity due to the infrastructure damage could be a matter of life and death if people cannot heat their homes, the UN added. Thank you for listening to us in the struggle for freedom and independence. Thank you very much for listening to Ukraine 242. I am Anne Levine, the host and creator. My guest was Bogdan Bolkovetsky, General Manager of Kraina FM Network. Editing and production by Ursula Rudenberg for Pacifica Network. Editing and recording by Michael Levine. Music that you heard is Kalush Orchestra with their new song, Dodomu. If you would like to send a message of encouragement to the Ukrainian people, please call 510-883-3115 and record your message. It will be translated into Ukrainian and broadcast throughout Kraina FM's network. 510-883-3115 To see a picture of Bogdan and all of our other guests, go to ukraine242.com. Thank you to all our listeners. Until next week on Ukraine 242.